Podcast episode 332. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, we've got pioneers. We've got trailblazers. We've got people trying to change a conversation, trying to change perceptions, and basically trying to create a cool place for people to hang out. Now, what am I talking about? Jad's Mile High Smoke with co-founders Josh and Stacy Davis. Now, what is Jad's Mile High Smoke? Funny you should ask, because that is a question that they get all the time. It is the very first cannabis bar in Colorado. So what is it? Well, it's a bar. But instead of booze, you order cannabis products. So just like any other bar, you show up, they give you a menu, and you say, I would like this, or I would like that. They bring it to you, you consume it on site, and you enjoy your day, your night, your company, whatever it is that you're doing inside the confines of this location. So basically, the same reason you go to a bar, but you don't drink, you just smoke weed, or you chew weed, or whatever it is you do, whether it's edibles, or concentrates, or flour, they have a very, very impressive menu of products. I've been doing a lot of interviews over the last couple of years via Zoom. You understand why. This one, I absolutely had to go there and see what it was like. You walk in, sure enough, It feels just like a bar. And it's amazing that this is the first one of these. Prior to this, these didn't exist. And so on this week's show, Josh and Stacy talk me through why they would want to be trailblazers. Why go through all the headache of building a plane while flying it, getting all the heat from regulatory agencies, going into the unknown, being the very first in this space. And the story is fascinating. I adored both these people. So first, I got to give a shout out to Judy Neukirchner. Judy Neukirchner is the mother of my friend Janet, the mother-in-law of my college roommate Clayton, and who I found out is best friends with Stacy's mom. Stacy is my guest this week. So Judy, thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for getting us connected. This was a terrific, terrific episode. Now, before we get there, a little bit of love to our sponsor, 4 Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, 4Degrees can help you do it better. If you're trying to reach people in any capacity, whether it's through email, whether it's through social media platforms, online advertising, various other channels of marketing, 4Degrees has the solutions for you. They will help you get the message right and then get it in front of the people who need to see it most. I've worked with them from the beginning on this show. I'm proud to feature them because their work is without peer. The number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Always proud to support entrepreneurs, which is why I love this week's episode with Josh and Stacey Davis, co-founders of Jad's Mile High Smoke, the very first cannabis bar in Colorado. If you're into cannabis, if that's your thing, you got to go check it out. Check out the show notes because I've got the address, the phone number, and the link to their website right there. So give it a look, see if it's for you, and head up there because I promise you will not be disappointed. So let's hear all about that story Right now, episode 332 of the John of All Trades podcast. Josh and Stacey Davis, co-founders of Jad's Mile High Smoke, starts right now. It's been great. It, it's been a little erratic, as any new business would be. Sure. Uh, but most of the time when people come in, they're really excited. They're, it's, it's the first one ever. Yeah anywhere. So people are really excited to come in and, and have the experience and see what we're doing and, and just enjoy the aspect of being able to consume cannabis legally and publicly and socially, right? Right. And socially for the first time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a concert where you're kind of looking over your shoulder, right? But it's like, that's the express purpose. You walk in here and immediately you're greeted with like, Hey, here's who we are. Here's what we do. And I, so I walked in here and Candy, who you said is your assistant manager. She is indeed. Did the most amazing spiel 
because like I walk in and I go, oh, I know exactly what to expect now. And that's kind of what you need when, when you have a new concept, right? Absolutely. And all of our staff will go through that entire spiel with every single person that walks in. The joy on people's face when you arrive at their table with the wheels of weed is almost <laughs> indescribable. Well, it comes out. And I, I, for my wedding, I got that same spice rack. <laughs> but it was not filled with weed. So no. it was a far inferior spice rack. Nowhere near right? as good. <laughs> um, but that was phenomenal. So this is Stacy and Josh Davis, the co-founders of Jad's Mile High Smoke. And I was referred to you by Judy Newkirchner, someone I have not spoken to in years but reached out to me through Facebook Messenger, and she goes, hey, I know your show. Uh, this might be a good fit. Stacy is a Golden alum, and as am I, so class of 2000. Yeah, I'm 96. I'm a little older okay. than you are. So we didn't, we didn't overlap nope. then either. Uh, no, you're senior. You were with, graduated with my brother. Okay. So your freshman year was my senior. Okay. I graduated with your brother? You did. Who's your brother? Scott Winston. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know Scott. Wow. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. But she referred, and Judy has always been just kind of a force of nature in that way. She has been that her entire <laughs> life. She's amazing. So, like, when I'm doing a show, I'm always looking for content. So this falls out of the sky, and I go, new concept, brand new business? Hell yeah, let's do it. So excited to be here. Uh, thank you both for taking the time. Of course. We're thrilled to have you here. So, okay, two and a half months. How long did it take you to get the staff to get the value proposition dialed in properly, or did that come to you kind of immediately? No, it took a while. The whole process of getting this open from application to doors opening took about 18 months. (laughs) The process of, okay, we know we're licensed. Let's hire and figure out what we're going to do every day Mm -hmm. took a month, roughly, of iterating and trying new things. It still tweaks a little bit. The spice racks are new. The (laughs) the, uh, test tube racks that we put all our pre-rolls in are new. Oh, nice. Um, So we're, we're... continually improving and changing the process to make it a better experience. Well, and here's the thing. We didn't have anything to copy. Like yeah, if you have no roadmap, right? Nope. If you want to open a new dispensary, that's easy. Go into any of the plethora of dispensaries out there, see what works, see what doesn't work, and do that and recreate that, and you should be pretty successful. Uh, with this, there's no model to copy. There's no, all right, well, you kind of do what, what we want to do. Let's go. No, there was... There's nothing. There was some bring your own, uh, bring your own weed places, but that wasn't anything like what we were trying no. to accomplish here. Uh, there are some tasting rooms, but again, that's not anything like what we were trying to accomplish here. Yeah, it's, it's ever changing because every day I want to do something different. Every day, Stacy comes up with a new idea. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's do this, and every day our staff comes up with new stuff because they're the ones doing all the hard work. I get to sit around and do the conceptual stuff, but they're the ones who practical application, and they'll come back and be like, hey, no, let's actually do this, because when we do these three things, it makes it easier for us to get stuff to the table or whatever the case is. So we are constantly changing. The room that we're sitting in now has been five times. Yeah, four or five different things. So, yeah, we've got, just to describe, because this is radio, not television, (laughs) we've got uh, a pinball machine, we've got a couple of gaming tables, so Frogger, Pac-Man, Galaga, all the fun, like, great stuff. There's Tekken over here. And then to my left, as as I'm sitting, there's a bar area where you can sit, like, and and it feels like a bar, and so you were saying, which was (laughs) hilarious to me, people will ask, what is this? And you go, well, it's a bar. Yeah, no, but what is it? So what do I do? (laughs) You smoke weed. It's just a bar. You come in like you would to any alcohol bar on earth and instead of ordering a Coors Light you say can I have a pre-roll yeah. <laughs> and it's great <laughs> or, or like a Keith Kohler or something yeah, right absolutely yeah. we also have no, uh, non-alcoholic THC infused beer there you go I, I tell people like this all the time it's the roaring 20s all over again except for marijuana and so again back in the 1920s when we ended prohibition and we had all of the little bars open up and whatnot no one knew what to do because again all we were told was you can have illegal moonshine or whatever there was no etiquette for what to do people just showed up and what do we do well here's a beer here's a drink whatever sit down and enjoy it it's the same thing here people show up all right what do we do because the state doesn't do anything to help us out as far as these are the rules, these are what you can and can't do when you go into a place. It's entirely up to us. And so, no, everybody, what do we do? Okay, so to that point, I've worked in public affairs campaigns my entire life. Like, this is what I do. 
Um, the government is really good at that. Like, okay, you can open this. And you go, okay, here's what we're going to do. And they go, and, no. And they go, no, not that. Right. Has that happened to you guys? Uh, well, yeah. That's, so we're kind of actually dealing with it as we as In we the speak. middle of it. Um, <laughs> so because not only are we so new, we're still the only one. Everybody, the state, the county, everyone is just like, all right, here are the written rules. No, we don't like that. Let's go ahead and change it. <laughs> oh, we didn't think about this, so we have to add that. And it's like, dude, I'm already on my sixth lap, and you're telling me I have to go back to the... <laughs> and we're no longer on the breaststroke. Now we're doing freestyle. All right, cool. Okay. You know? And there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They just show up. Hey, here's what you can do now. Here's where you're at. Here's what's going on. And I'm just like, okay. okay. So basically, the, the lifeblood of any business is certainty. Oh, we have none and, of that. And, and what, you guys are, what you guys are dealing with right now is, this is a metaphor I love, when you're building the plane while flying it. Yeah, that's what we right? say that yeah. all the time, that we're and, building the plane while we fly it. And it's funny, you guys are the only plane flying right now, yeah. Yeah. so you have everyone looking at this one plane going, you got to build it, right? Is that, going, are you I, have I summarized it? Are you yep. going to stay in the air? Yeah. <laughs> None. Maybe. We hope so. We hope so. <laughs> and on that same... Model. So we have Tower 1 saying, all right, you're clear <laughs> to do this. Boom, boom, boom. And then Tower 2, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You're in the wrong airspace. Get out of here. And again, we're trying to build the plane as we fly. So it's like, well, hell, we can't just steer to the right like you're asking. You know, we don't it, have a steering wheel yet. It, <laughs> you told us we could go this way. We're, we're committed. And so, and here's the thing. They're, for the most part, on their end, they're pretty relaxed and all right you have to do this we're going to work with you uh, we're not going to help you out financially but we will work with you to make sure that you know you get to where we need you to be not where you want to be yes. not where you should be we've but really, where we need you to be we've really been very lucky and the, our regulatory partners have very much been on our side they're trying really hard to make this an effective business model that this is sure the county wants these type of businesses yes. and they want more of them because what, yes. what are we in denver county no adams we are county. unincorporated adams, adams, county? adams county right now okay yep. because i know I, I did a public outreach campaign in this area and sometimes i would be in north glen sometimes i'd be in thornton sometimes yep. the addresses would have a denver yep uh Attached to them. We live in Thornton, and you okay. can use North Glen, Thornton, or Denver and still get to our house. Yeah. And it's then crazy. You go across the highway, and then there's Federal Heights. Yep. You go a little bit south, there's Henderson. Yeah. Right? And, and so initially, the campaign I was, I was doing was supposed to be in Thornton, and I go, look, you guys can't draw the borders like this on me because this is too weird up here. Yeah. No. So there, I can't imagine the, the, the regulatory nightmare that is involved in that. Okay. So. Here's the regulatory nightmare. We're in Adams County. Denver County hit me up and said, why aren't you paying us taxes? What's going on? No, they, they called me. They sent us a letter telling me that they're going to shut us down. And so I called them back, and I'm like, all right, I just want to make sure that I'm in the right county here. I think I'm in Adams County. Everything I have, including my Adams County license, tells me I'm in Adams County. But if I'm in Denver, Denver County, let me know. And they came back, and they're like, oh, I, yep, you are just... On the other side of, yeah. of your Denver address, but you're on the other side. Nope, you're, you're good. We're about four blocks outside of Denver County. And I was like, so, no, they can't even figure it out amongst themselves. So, Josh, you and I grew up both in Applewood. Yes. Um, I grew up 16th in Youngfield. On one side of Youngfield is Golden. Yep. On the other side of Youngfield is Lakewood. Yep. And so I was on the Lakewood side, and I, I'm like, why do I have a different city than my best friend who lives just on the other side of Youngfield. My parents had to explain it to me. I didn't get it at the yep. time. Yeah, no. no, same thing. And so I, we were on the golden side. But I, when it came time to go to school, oh, my God. Nope, you have to go over here. What do you mean I have to go over here? The, the bus to the other <laughs> school is literally right in front of right my here. house. Nope, nope. You guys, you go here. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. I, I was in the boundary for Stober Elementary. Oh. And uh, my parents opened and enrolled me in Maple Grove. And so that's where I went. That's Maple right. That's what I told him. Yep. So, I, yeah, and I, I had a cheat code on that one yeah. from, from Stacy here. Yeah, no, we did Maple Grove, and then it was supposed to be Manning, and we got shuttled oh, yeah, into Everett. I wanted to go to Bell so I could get, nope, you, I live in Golden, but you're going to Weirich High School. Yeah. You know. And John left Maple and, Grove and went to Bell and Golden. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, and so, like, all, right, all the kids we played Little League football with and basketball, baseball, blah, 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 they all went to Golden. 
we went to Wheat Ridge literally because of the street that we were on. Yeah. Two streets over, you were going to Golden. It's like, dude, what the? Well, it, it is funny if you go down 32nd, and we're getting a little deep in the weeds in Applewood geography, but if, <laughs> if you go 32nd to the west, you'll run right into Golden. If you go 32nd to the east, you're yep. going to run into Wheat Ridge, or is that 38th? No, Wheat Ridge, you run yeah. right into it. Right yeah. into it. So it's funny that, like, that street, though. Yep. Um, it's just too weird. Uh, and, and, and the ways in which that manifests in a kid's life, you go, these are forces beyond my control. Um, and so that brings me to a segue because you all are a lot like the oldest sibling here, right? <laughs> yes. Because if you think of it that way, yes. the oldest sibling always has the most rules, yep. the most structure. Yep. Parents are up their asses. Yep. Yep. Youngest sibling, it's like, are, are you alive? Okay, like, just get out of here. And so you are paving the way Ironically, for, the, for the people behind you. I am an oldest sibling, and he is a youngest. So. I've heard so many marriages like that. No, nah, and we get that exact thing all the time because people will come in and they'll be like, oh, these limits suck, only two grams, blah, blah, blah. And so I'll be like, all right, well, let's get in our way back machine and go back to when we first legalized marijuana. You had to have a medical card. If you didn't have a medical card, you were still buying it on the street. But then we legalized recreational, but you could only buy a quarter. Well, the state realized how quickly that was dumb, and they said, all right, you can buy an ounce unless you're out of state, which still you can still only buy a quarter. Then, again, the state very quickly realized how dumb that was, and they are like, all right, everyone can buy up to an ounce. We're literally, while the state right before COVID opted into hospitality. Then COVID happened. Everybody shut down. If we really think about it, we're two months into the only place being open for the state to even monitor. Yeah. And so, no, as we move forward, as more of these open, the state will absolutely relax the rules, but they have a lot of work to do themselves. Like I, I bash on the state and say some of their rules are dumb, blah, blah, blah. But in the grand scheme of things they're doing everything to make sure that our proof of concept equals safety and yeah. we can recreate more of these without people dying and not just kids getting in here and, and buying illegal product but adults not over consuming themselves getting behind the wheel of a car yeah. and causing an accident and so there's a lot that goes in with it i wasn't alive when the first bar was opened but i imagine there's probably some regulations about how many Horses could pull your carriage when you got in there. I don't know, but I'm sure that they had something like that as well. And, again, as we move forward with these, we'll get to where, again, you can buy, we'll just say you can buy a quarter, which would be the equivalent of a pitcher. You know, you can buy a full gram of concentrate, which would be the true equivalent of a gram of alcohol, a shot, you know, one ounce. And so as we move forward, the state will get it dialed in. You know, we're just the first, and so... When you first learn how to ride a bike, you put on those little training wheels right. so nobody gets hurt. Well, yeah, okay. Same thing here. Crawl before you walk. You figure out how to do this. I, I think what you're expressing is it, it, it's a nice note of empathy for understanding what the other side is going through here. But why put yourselves through this? Be, why be the first? Why trailblaze for everyone else? Because it certainly can't be easy. You mentioned 18 months. So if I'm doing a little bit of reverse engineering in my math here... That's what, the end of 2020? Oh, yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. August of 2020 is when we started this process. Yep. Okay. okay. So, I mean, we're still in the thick of COVID. No vaccines at that point. Um, nope. But I, I can't imagine the light at the end of the tunnel at that point was all that bright. So why put yourself through this? Well, honestly, I don't think Stacy ever wanted to. <laughs> I think if it was like, if it was left up to her, no, we, we wouldn't. Stacy, a retort. This. I'm kidding. Keep going. Um, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> I have been a believer in marijuana bars for as long as I can remember. I'm a firm believer in marijuana. I think marijuana is good and alcohol is bad. I would much rather the world smoke weed than drink alcohol. Um, if Putin and his cronies were over there smoking weed instead of drinking that piss water vodka, they wouldn't be bombing anybody. <laughs> okay? Again, there is a reason why the Native Americans called it smoking peace pipe. Okay, because again, when you're smoking weed and getting high, you may do stupid stuff, but you're not engaging in violence. Right, you're not mean. You're not starting a fight. You're not beating up your girlfriend. You're not kicking somebody down. You know, kicking a cat down the alley. It's stoners are happy people. I I think Doug Benson has a joke about this, where it's like you won't find someone who was drunk as shit quietly enjoying a symphony, 
But you will find someone who is very, very baked, just sitting there quietly, very much enjoying classical music. Yes. Yeah. And not bothering anyone. And so, no, and so the, the bulk of my adult life, I dealt with sex offenders. And listening to their stories, all right? In, Some of in, them, in, what, in what capacity? <laughs> it, I did, you can't leave that dangling for me. I did sex offender oh, therapy, pearl officer. you um, on. <laughs> I helped start shared living arrangements. Um, I did plethysmographs. I did wow. a lot of, of stuff within that world, none of which your listeners want to hear about. That, I can assure you. <laughs> but I would listen to these violent offenders tell me all kinds of different stories about why they did the things they did. Oh, I, I got so drunk and I blacked out and I don't even remember it. Or, you know, I was high on cocaine or crack and I was on a seven-day bender and I just couldn't control myself. And I'd hear all these stories. The one story that I never heard was weed made me do it. Oh. Okay? No, I heard alcohol made me do it. I heard this made me do it. That made me do it. Never was it weed made me do it. Hmm. And so, no, just... Being a, a human being and using common sense, I always liked marijuana. Once I, once I tried it, I very quickly realized that marijuana was way better than anything else. It was way better than all the pharmaceutical pills that all my doctors had prescribed me. It was way better than trying to hide my, my pain in a bottle. Smoking weed was, was way better. I think it is way more beneficial for everyone. And so when I really started in this industry... Opening up one of these was my ultimate goal. Um, again, Colorado has great possession laws. We have great purchasing laws. We have piss poor consumption laws. laws. Yeah. Yep. There is no place legally. There is no place other than here where you can buy and consume on site. There are a that couple places where you can bring your own and consume on site. But outside of that, where can I consume? Well, I'll just consume in my house. <clears throat> Not if you have kids, you won't, because the children code. Tells you social services will come baby snatch your child if you're doing that stuff. All right, well, I'll go outside and smoke. And then your neighbor complains about the smell and you violated Colorado's Clean Air Act because everyone in the state has the right to clean air. Huh. All right, well, I go camping all the time. I'll just smoke in my tent. Where do you go camping? Oh, I love to go camping in the sand dunes or White National Forest. Oh, say that again. Why, what, what was that second word? Ah. National forest. Oh, federal land. So you can't smoke there either. There's no place to actually smoke. We can possess it. I right. can purchase it, but I can't smoke it. And I truly wanted to change that. That was, that was the goal. That was, where can I, where can I legally safely smoke? So, and not so just you, me, you, but everyone. You, you, put through, you put yourself through the meat grinder of being first. Because of the passion, and you wanted to have a place that you would go to. Is that, am I reading that correctly? Yes. I want to play, like, all right. I use me and my brother as an example. We'll sit at his house and smoke, smoke weed during the Super Bowl. Because I have kids, so I can't smoke weed at my house. Sometimes we get bored sitting at his, at his house. Sure. But <clears throat> I'm not a drinker, and no offense to everyone out there. I don't want to go to a bar and watch the game with a bunch of drunks. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, one or two beers, you're cool, but once you tell me how much you love me and it's great that we just now saw each other after five years of being apart, no, take that stuff somewhere else. I, I don't want to engage. I want to watch the game, you know, and so um, having a place where we can do that because, again, stoners don't do all of that dumb stuff. We just said smoke weed and touchdown, yay! <laughs> okay, move on. And just sort of enjoy each other's company. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, the, so to your point, uh, Josh was uh, I herniated a disc in my lower back, and they like like they always do. They gave me a bunch of opioids. Yep. I am thankful that my body reacts so terribly to opioids. Like I am grateful for that. The fact that Vicodin, Percocet, OxyContin, all of it just makes me nauseous violently. Josh too. It makes him sick as a dog. Ma- makes me feel. Yep. Awful. It makes me feel bipolar too. Like so, my mood is really yep. up and down, and I'm just and I don't even get much pain relief from. Nope. It. I'm just miserable. <laughs> on it. So I and I was in some of the most intense pain of my entire life. Thank God. Like went out, got some weed, um, started feeling a lot better. Used that, combined it with physical therapy, and it, it changed. I mean, I never cared. Like it was one of those things. I like I didn't do it much. You could count by the time I was 35, you could count on two hands the number of times I'd smoked weed in my life. So, but like, if anyone else wanted to, 
I'm not going to stand in your way. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. No. Once I, once I sort of understood that from a personal perspective, I go, oh, my entire perception has changed here. So, like, I get it now. And it makes, it makes good sense to me. So when this was referred to me, I go, oh, what a cool concept. Like, it's, it's an actual bar for people who enjoy this where they can get together and do it in a, in a safe and regulated place, too. Absolutely. And compliance is an incredibly important thing to us. Prior to opening this, we ran Legacy 64, which does still exist. It's a cannabis compliance and licensing company. And we, you know, we, we help other cannabis businesses stay compliant within the laws. Compliance matters a whole lot to us. Making sure that we're following the regulations and creating a legal, safe environment where people can come have fun is really important to us. Well, if, if you don't, the entire house of cards comes tumbling down, right? Completely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've succeeded in finding... In creating a place that feels really good for everyone and creating a process that allows us to stay within the regulations and still give everyone a really positive, full experience. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I'm, I'm reminded of when I was in college. And so I, I, w- I went to CSU in Fort Collins. Loved it. But there was this trick outside one of the bars where if you pulled out of the parking lot and didn't turn on your turn signal, the cops would pull you over. And then write you a DUI. Of course. And, and, of so, course. and it was such a trap. Like, it was, everyone saw what was happening. So there was even a sign that's like, make sure you turn signal here. I'm curious for something like this, because this is the first of its kind. They don't do that as much outside bars. But I'm wondering if you guys get any heat from law enforcement, because, you know, people are consuming weed here. They're going to drive, potentially. You know, if the state had everything together on what... Um, a driving under the influence of marijuana actually was. Ah. I imagine, come quota time, yeah, absolutely. They'd camp out there, get a couple DUIs to increase their fine revenue. The problem is, is we don't have the technology there. So we're doing everything off of blood. And so when we go to court, how do you definitively, beyond reasonable doubt, say that I, you were high at that time? We're making the assumption that they were high because they pulled out of here. But we don't have anything that effectively tells us right now you're high. Again, when you blow into a breathalyzer and you're at point zero zero or zero one, we know you're faded. We right. know you are blasted. Um, again, when they pull your blood and you have 500 nanograms in there, you could have smoked three weeks ago. They can't uh. prove that you're effectively high. And so until they get that dialed in, I don't think we'll ever see it. Once that's dialed in, do I think that they will test that theory right outside here absolutely sure. they will. and if i was the state would i tell them to test that theory right outside yes because otherwise where's our other tests <laughs> so we got to just use common sense but right now the technology isn't there so no that, that and, seems like a tough nut to crack too and the great thing about us we're unincorporated adams county so you're asking the understaffed and underpaid adams county sheriff who has to deal with everything to prioritize yeah. Oh, yeah. Us. yeah domestic yeah. violence and right. like everything else if yeah we were, if we were in thornton where they had a plethora of uniformed officers absolutely they'd be camping out here just sure. like they do across the street from thornton high school but which no. is just up the street yep. so we ah. see them when as we're <laughs> but crossing county, the thornton the, city limits the sheriff no, they just they don't, don't have time. Yeah, they under, don't have the resources. Sure. And, and there's we, not a need. There needs to be a complaint. There. And we genuinely work hard to make sure that we're uh, monitoring people's usage, that people aren't leaving here completely blasted. Every single table has QR codes to both Android and iOS app stores where you can download the Uber app, you can download the Lyft app. If you come to us in our bar and say, I am blazed. I can't drive home and I can't afford a lift. I'm not letting you drive yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for your lift. It's fine. <laughs> we'll make sure you get home safely because it matters. Not not because it matters to our business, but because it matters as a human. Like, sure. We don't want to be the ones that are causing harm. Well, Stacey, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. It can matter to your business. <laughs> <laughs> and it can also yes. matter to the health and yes. safety of your customers right. because they're, yes. they're not. But the priority is to make sure that the humans that come <laughs> in here make it home safely over of course, all yeah. else. So. Yeah. We want to do the right thing is, yeah. is really what it boils down to. And treat people the way we would want to be treated so i will use the analogy for everyone who has drank one too many beers all right you you know you're drunk you know you're intoxicated you know you shouldn't drive home and then you pick up your little car keys and you start thinking all right none of you guys can drive either so what are we going to do i'm not leaving my car here all night long because it's going to get towed so we can't take a cab you know what i'll just sober up for five minutes 
Yeah, suck okay. it up, drink some water, yep. put a stick of gum in. Exactly. All right, we ready to go. It's last call. They're kicking us out. So, boom, I get in my car, and I drive home white knuckling and doing all that. Got all the windows down and shut up in the back seat and all yeah. that kind of stuff. No, it's just we've all done that, and none of that is, none of that is okay. But it is accepted in the drinking world. In, in a lot of ways, yes. And, and I will say, if God were the judge and jury... All of us would have a DUI at some point. Oh, like unquestionably. Every one of us. <laughs> yeah. And so what we try and do here is just take that away. Because the number one thing is, all right, what about my car? Not only I don't want to leave it here tonight, but how do I get back there in the morning? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to work at 6 in the morning. How do I get back to get my car? Guess what? We will take care of you. So we will get you back here. Even if I have to go pick you up and bring you back, we will do so. Because, again, it's the right thing to do what's it's not worth your mom coming in here to tell me how you died in a car yeah. accident and it's my fault you know that shit i would much rather go way out of my way to ensure that that didn't happen than to ever tell your seven-year-old daughter that i overserved daddy and he's that's the reason why right. he's no longer with you we try really hard to make sure that we take care of everyone that comes in here right that our staff is treated well that our people are treated well that Everyone feels safe that this is an okay place for anyone in any situation. We get an incredibly varied population of people in here from the two much, much older, older than my father gentlemen that come in once a week and get a Syria THC beer and a pizza and have lunch every and chat for an hour and a half once a week. That sounds delightful. They are adorable and I absolutely love when they come in. Like we had a girl come in yesterday for her 21st birthday. Yeah. You get such a range of people here and we really we really work hard to make sure that everyone is safe, that everyone feels good being here and that they don't ever have the concern of how am I going to get home? Yeah, yeah. And how am I going to get home safely? Yeah. You know, cuz that's even more importantly, how do we get home safely? Yeah, and get home with with a high degree of confidence and comfort. I, I totally get that. You know, you'll you'll hear about bars um, getting sued for over-serving patrons is there similar like insurance concerns for you all like has that played into the calculus um i know i know you're talking about what you do to ensure that people don't drive but it's you you can't a hundred percent make sure everyone is okay because you can't tell no a first timer for instance oh god and you know all right yeah like who is that lady on the wall street journal who like ate the entire like hundred milligrams i'll use the three of us as an example all right so for instance, John, you and I, for this scenario, we're everyday smokers. Okay. All right. Stacy's never smoked before. We all work together. It's Friday afternoon. Let's go get high. All right. I've never done it before. Let's try. So we come in. I want the I smell gas or the rocks or whatever it is, and it's testing at 28%. And I just load the normal bowl. Right, here yeah. you go. All you want to do is, you know, suck on it like this when it's full of smoke, pull the thing, and inhale. So Stacy does that and takes her first huge hit. And <laughs> 10 minutes later, the room is spinning yeah. because she is way higher than she's ever been. She's never done it before. We didn't take the time to ease her into it. We just yeah. gave her a giant bong rip. And absolutely, she could be overserved. And next thing you know, because the weed hit her in a certain way, maybe she has vertigo. Yeah. And boom. Now we have a vertigo incident going on. What do we do? You know, yeah. and then I will tell you this: as her friends, we're leaving her. <laughs> Come on, you guys just, are terrible if friends. We're just being honest. <laughs> Hypothetical me is a real jerk. Right? Right. What can I For say? Real. <laughs> we're work colleagues, right? Right. We're calling one of your other work friends. Hey, can you come pick her up? We're leaving this girl. Right. So. So we do, do we try do? and take some, okay, some precautions so, for that. Like we have CBD syrups available. Yep. We will give you, you know, we'll, we'll have you eat something. We'll have you sit and relax, hang out for a little bit, take some CBD, which generally will counteract that over THC level enough to bring you back down to reality. And unlike alcohol, when you're high, it goes away pretty quick. Yep. In general, yes. You know, it, you it, can burn through it pretty fast. And you know what we won't do? Tell you to leave. Ah. Or serve you more. <laughs> okay, right. No. Well, and here's the other thing. So we let's say this was last call. I and again, alcohol at the bar doesn't matter if you're get about out. to puke. Get out, and they'll they'll tell you, All get right. your boy. You know, get that. Yeah, haul his ass out of here. Yeah, pukes everywhere. 
we won't, we won't do that. We won't do that. Well, and here's the other thing. We if, will keep you right here. If anyone listening to this has not been to a dispensary, because there's tons of dispensaries. I mean, I, I live in East Denver. Every 50 feet is a new dispensary. Talk to your bud tender. So I alluded to Candy when I walked yep. in, just immediately giving me the whole spiel. And they will ask you questions like, are you new to this? Have you smoked before? And they will help tailor that experience because the best part about bud tenders is they are the biggest marijuana enthusiast you will ever meet. And, Absolutely. And they don't, they're, they're almost like brand ambassadors for just weed in general. Yes. Right? They are ab- industry ambassadors. Right. And, and so I imagine that goes into, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I imagine that goes into what the bud tenders hear. Like the conversations that they have with your guests. Absolutely. So we don't call them bud tenders. Okay. Um, oh, sure. We're yeah. hospitality associates because this is a very service-oriented business. Right. So unlike a dispensary where you come in, you check your ID, you go up to the counter, you place your order, you check your ID, you walk away, you're here interacting with us for a long time. So everything we do is so that you have an enhanced experience. We'll walk you through through all of our product lineups. We'll explain what all of our tools are. We'll show you how you can utilize things. We provide every tool you need to consume on site. Just like you don't go to a bar and pay for the glass your beer comes in, <laughs> I feel like it, you should be able to use a bong when you order flour here. Sure. <laughs> um, we do have elevated experiences, just like if you want to do bottle sh- service. You know, top shelf for yep, bottle service. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for us, it's all about the experience. And the questions that we ask people when they come in is not, do you want an indica or sativa? It's not what percentage right. do you want. It's how do you want to feel? What experience are you trying to accomplish here? Are you coming here because you're going to hyper-focus on work for the next three hours? Cool. Let me talk to you about White 99. You're, going to, you're coming here because you want to play the Switch for three hours or break out the Monopoly game with your buddies? Okay. That's a completely different discussion. Right. So we, we try really hard not to, to stay within the structure of cannabis and more of talk about what you want to have happen. Right. What, what are the outcomes you are desiring exactly. here, right? See, in the dispensary, it's all about the sale. Right? I want to churn and burn as much as I can. All right? I, have, I have 20 pounds in the back. It would be nice if we could sell 10 pounds of it today. So, yeah, I'm going to churn and burn. Here it's different. It is truly all about the experience, all about the, the user's end game. And so it's funny, Stacy made it clear we don't call them bud tenders. We call them hospitality associates. Originally, I wanted to call them marijuana, marijuana concierge. Because huh. essentially, that's what every one of them are. It's Even too right hard now, to say when you're stoned. She's shaking her head when I, when I say that. It's too hard to say when is. you're stoned. It <laughs> is. But that's what they are. They are all experts in marijuana. They and they are specifically here to make sure that your stay while you're in this building is the best that it can possibly be. So ask them anything from what strain you should smoke to how you should smoke it. Like, again, when we're talking concentrates, there are so many different forms of concentrates. And there are better ways to use concentrates than others not only that there's better temperatures to hit things at all of our staff knows all of this not only because they're educated but because they personally try it there's not a rig in here that they haven't used oh sure there's not and again and we have a lot of rigs in here you guys can't see it but we have a lot of different (laughs) options in here we're we're different than the dispensary so like when you go in and talk to a bud tender in a dispensary the odds are they haven't tried 50, 60, 70% of what's in that facility. All of our staff have tried everything in here, and they've used everything in here so they can speak about it. It's actually mandatory. Oh, um, They don't purchase it. We give it to them. We make sure that they've used every rig, that they've tried every product. That's got to make you a popular employment destination if you are a cannabis enthusiast. It, um. Yes. Um, <laughs> it doesn't hurt that we pay a living wage and treat our people with, you know, human levels of respect. Go on. So I know, right? How, that, <laughs> that's such an out there concept, uh, yeah. isn't it? We, um, but we've I worked want, really hard not to be set up in a typical way sure. across the board. Like I've, I've been in dispensaries where I've been like, damn, that, that butt tender made it a horrible experience. And largely because again, as they told me, they didn't get paid enough and yeah. all of these other things, their boss was a dick yelled at them, blah, 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 blah. While I may yell, we do things differently here. We make sure that, again, they have everything that they need, not only to be successful for them, but to make your stay better. And so, again, there's not a rig that they don't know how to work. There's no, well, God, do I do five clicks? What do I do? No, they walk you through everything. Ah. They, they demonstrate it. They show it to you. And when you forget because you're high, they come <laughs> back and they do it again without an attitude, without making right. you feel stupid, sure. without making you feel like you should already know these things. Because, no, you shouldn't. 
how you get to know it is by practicing and they get a lot of practice. Right. And every single one of our staff members genuinely is invested in having positive experiences here. They love cannabis. They want to celebrate it. This is a fun place. It's a fun place to work. It's a fun place to be. It's sure. You know, so it's, a lot easier to be really enthusiastic about what you're doing when what you're doing is genuinely enjoyable. Well, yeah, and not, they're very enthusiastic. We're not collating TPS reports here. Right. No. So, right. Like, no. I, so. It's fun to show off the concentrate trays. <laughs> sure. I, I totally get that. So, okay. That's from the service provider side. What is the feedback you've gotten from the people who've experienced this so far? Overwhelmingly positive. People come in and are completely blown away, first of all, that we exist. Yeah, right. That this is real. It's very common to see people sitting at the bar just laughing by themselves. And when you say, like what's going dream, on? They're like, an old I stoner, can't right? believe I'm doing this. Like, yeah, yeah, the old stoners are the the best. The guys that were smoking weed in the 60s that come in <laughs> and sit at the bar and tell horror stories about sure. their, about their cannabis bad. experience. <laughs> How they were arrested for, you know, rolling a joint right. in the parking lot. All, all these crazy things. It's like, what are we doing, people? Yeah. But I think the worst comment that we have gotten... Is patron came in and she thought we were a full service restaurant for whatever reason. I she mean, she was I, mad that we didn't have food and alcohol, like um, have full gourmet meal style yeah, food. Yeah, she thought we, we snacks. She thought right. we were like Chili's, and that not only did we serve gourmet food, <laughs> but we had a bar that served both alcohol and marijuana. And I'm, and as I'm reading her review, and she's bashing us, telling me that I suck at life. I'm sitting there thinking, where did you even get the idea that we? <laughs> Did we do any of this stuff? Because we're pretty clear that we are a small little marijuana bar. That's it. We're a can of bar. That's very simple. Yeah. I am trying to be Sam Malone of weed. Okay? <laughs> I, want, I want people to refer to this as cheers. That, that goes on the marquee. We have, right? we have a couple regulars. And like when couple of one of them's name right is now. Grant comes in, I call him out. Grant, how are you doing? It's like Norm. You know, I want, I want this to be home for people. I want... And that's, that's what I'm trying to create. Absolutely. And we find that most of the time, once people come in, they come back. Yeah. You know, because it, it is a cool place to just hang out. The other thing we see a lot of that I'm actually going to try and plan an event around is we see a lot of first dates. <laughs> because as a stoner, how, where do you go on a date? Yeah. You're not going to the bar. So many stoners don't drink. And it's not mm, like I true. could say, hey, you Stacey, come to my apartment. you want to come to my apartment? I'll roll you some nice joints and we'll, we'll joint and chill. Right, because yeah, no, that, that goes over well for a first yeah. date. So we see a ton of people on first dates, and it is so fun to watch them come in. And that we sounds really, adorable. It's it is. the cutest Absolutely. thing ever. It's so fun. And, and like, then, you really get an opportunity to like assist in that date. And well, if and it's I, terrible, come play a video game. You don't have to talk to each other. I feel like I've <laughs> there overstepped go. my bounds because I've literally just caught myself watching like it's TV. Like, all right, what do you... What do you each time when she says something, I'm looking at her and waiting for his rebuttal. And I'm like, all right. It's like, ooh, she leaned in something. on that. It's like, really oh, no, funny. you should have said this. It's so fun. <laughs> it really is. Oh, but bro, that was a, your opening. I'm going to do a cannabis speed dating event. Oh, wow. So if there's any speed dating organizers out there, get in touch yeah, with me. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you guys are you're, you're, one, of the, one of the underlying themes here is that you were trying to change cultural perceptions. Yes, that is exactly it. And... I mean, there, there's still stigma associated with cannabis, with weed, that is tough to overcome. And I, I think what you're describing, doing a speed dating thing, if there are any organizations, you almost have to be a little bit bold to kind of hit your wagon to you guys at this point. Sure. Like, we're still sort of at the beginning of this, I would say. Like, if this were a baseball game, in terms of cannabis accepted culturally in the United States, what inning are we in? Oh, we're... We're still probably at the first batter. You know, uh, yeah. we're, we're probably a 2-2 camp. We might still be in the warm-up stages. Wow. Like, we may still be in the bullpen. I'm not entirely sure we've even made the field yet. We're not even in the first inning. But, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I, Maybe. okay. No, I'll push back on that, though, because most states now at least have medical, right? It's like, it's, it's the majority, right? It, so that's like, what, 60%, 75%? Yeah. Um, and there's 11 rec states? So, I mean, that, it's getting there, yeah. right? It is. It like, is getting there. And so I'd say, I'd say the game has started, but it's still okay. early on in the game. Yeah, it's, we're still really early. Like very early, given yeah. that this is the first of its kind. It is. That's very it is. early. Yeah. We, 
And we've built the stadium for sure. <laughs> um, I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if the game has started yet or not. All right, fair but, enough. Here's the thing: the game has started. What we're doing is building a new league. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. I equate I equate the marijuana industry. We'll do it like this. So. Marijuana and the NFL are the exact same. We're right. creating the new league. We're creating the XFL or whatever the other leagues you want to consider. That is what we're doing. Because, again, we're still the same thing. We're still marijuana. We're just taking all of the crappy things about the industry. And removing them. Removing them. Right. And making it better. And so to go back to what first started you off on this little tangent, yeah, I absolutely want to take away the stigma of marijuana. My whole life I was told that I was stupid. And then when I started smoking marijuana, I was just a stupid stoner. Uh. And you know what? I'd like to think I'm pretty intelligent. I'd like to think that I actually know what I'm doing. And we are going to change the world with, with this one hospitality license at a time. And no, this is the wave of the future. Just like... There are plenty of liquor stores, but at the end of the day, most people would rather go to the bar. They're more social. Human beings are social animals. Well, and they True. serve a completely different purpose. Yes. Yeah. It, buying something from a liquor store is entirely different than the reason you go to a bar. Absolutely. You're right. That's, Absolutely. I, and a good you don't think about it like that, though. Like You're not placing these things into buckets in your head unless prompted. So I think sure. that's a really useful frame. Well, and, and that's why the conversation of, of we're just a bar yeah. happens all the and time. And 30% of liquor store purchases are so I can go to your house and drink with you. Mm. You know, sure. I'm just bringing my own <laughs> right. stuff. Right. I'm going to the barbecue with my own, you know, very... To be social. Like, to, yes. to be exactly social. your point. Yeah, I get it. And so, no, we have told everyone you got to smoke weed in the closet. You can't be social. If you do want to be social, you and your fellow stoners need to go find a circle somewhere else and go hide. And then when you're done with that bad stuff, you can come back over here and grab your glass of dum-dum and join the rest of us. Right. Okay. Okay. So no, I'm trying to eliminate all of that. I mean, put marijuana out in the forefront. If you go to a concert, you're sort of in the good graces of the staff at that place. Right. Yep. Are they going to bust you or not? Yeah. And and you never know. I, I think it's probably less common than it used to be. But, but you're, if, you're still, to, you're, if I'm you're, having a bad day, I can absolutely take it out on anyone with a joint. Yeah, you're, you're, you're still at their whim, yep. yes. which is tough. That's not the case here. No. no. So this is the express purpose, and, and it's, it's remarkable. I think you all – be, and this is why I wanted to come here and do this because I do a lot of these interviews via Zoom. Sure. But to get the full flavor – You got to walk through my door. Yeah, had to see it. I tripped on the door, by the way. That's like a rite of passage, right? There's a sign on the door, and it's neon oh, yellow, John. I couldn't make it more obvious. I, <laughs> when you come to Jad's, step over the door. This is, this is hilarious. So, <laughs> so I had my sunglasses on, and I wasn't, I was, you know, like anytime I do one of these, I'm in like uh, a state of mind, yeah. right? And so I missed it. Candy pointed out to me. She goes, it's, there's signs. There's, it's painted. And I go, what can I say? No, I, I What can you can already, say? I smoke weed. No, that's it, what we get a lot. It's not. It's not even that. So we took over this building in September, started doing construction and all of that kind of stuff. Never had anyone trip. Nothing carrying not in one literally time. hundreds of pounds of tile, all of that kind of stuff. No one ever tripped. Nothing. The day we opened this place, <laughs> guys coming from the food truck with two full things of food. Oh no! Opens the door. Trips does the little dance so he doesn't drop all of the stuff. It was cartoon style he and it was classic. It. Nope, didn't drop a single thing. That's why he's a pro. And I looked around and I'm like, what the hell? No one's ever tripped over it. And then since then, I would say probably 10% of all the patrons trip over oh, this. I bet it might even be a little higher. It's and because so, you don't look down as you're stepping yes. in, you're looking at the bar. And so yes. I've actually done a little study on, on what this is. People, any person who shuffles their feet trips. On the, the doorstep, because the way the door is, the door, when it's closed, covers the little lip. So you just shuffle your feet to come in, and you trip over the lip. But anyone who picks up their feet when they walk, it's your natural progression to pick up your foot. You step on the lip, and you're good to go. Shufflers trip. Steppers don't. It's that simple. And if you're coming in the door at an angle where you can see the bar well, My eyes your focus up. is immediately oh. not well, down. And everybody's eyes are up. So I had staff beg me. They're like, Josh, paint the, the, 
the little lip yellow, and that'll solve all the problems. And I said, no, guys, I can paint it yellow. I can paint it red. I can paint it pink with pur- purple polka dots. No one will ever see it because you're not looking down. Your eyes are up. You're looking straight ahead. So what I need to do is have a sign right straight ahead that says, hey, watch your step, because that's when people will actually focus. Not and on so, the door. It is on the door oh, both yeah. going out and coming in. So, we need it inside. <laughs> John, I painted the little lip yellow. All right, And uh, two specific staff members that begged me to do that went almost a full week before they noticed and they didn't notice until I pointed it out. <laughs> and I finally just said, hey guys, did you notice I painted a yellow? What? You painted a yellow? When? When? Yeah. Long time ago. Oh, that's some Mandela effect. It's yeah. so funny. It's so, so funny. And for the record for this interview, I am sober as a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, when oh. they first trip over that, are. So, um, they're yeah, just no, I'm telling enamored. you, it's the shufflers and the steppers. Shufflers, okay. trip, steppers, uh, I'm going to have to think about the way I walk now. You have now. to pay and attention so to how you enter a door. There's a whole thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to wrap up. This is the time on the show when we do plugs. Please plug where we can find this in real life, online, anything you want to do, do it You now. got it. We are Jad's Mile High Smoke. We are at 7667 Washington Street in Denver. Our website is smokeatjads.com, and Jad's is J-A-D-S. On our website, we have our full menu, and we have our entire event calendar with some really fun opportunities coming up. Social media, we're Jad's MHS. The phone number is 303 993 Five seven six zero. Please feel free to give us a call. Reach out to us on socials. The events we have coming up are amazing. We've got a comedy roast. We've got a seven ten celebration from four to eight on Sunday seven ten. We've got yoga classes on Sunday nights and paint and puff classes coming up and all kinds of really great op- opportunities to get in here and do something fun and social. So we'd love to see you. Come say hi. And if you're a fight fan, we do all the UFC fights There you go. Well. Yep. And oh, you never sweet. know who's going to so. show up. We were in MMA for a long time, so sometimes fighters just randomly show up for them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what. I will put links to all of that in the companion blog piece. That's sweet. on johnofalltrades.us. You can also find it in the show notes. So if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, wherever you get your pods, I'm there. You can find that in the show notes. Stacy, Josh, this was an enormous pleasure. Congrats on creating something very, very cool and totally new and totally unique. I wish you all nothing but continued success. Thanks, Thank you. John. We really appreciate you being here. And that'll do it for episode 332 of the John of All Trades podcast. Josh and Stacy Davis, thank you for your time. Thank you for your hospitality. Very much enjoyed hearing your story. And like I said, I wish you nothing but the best going forward. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. As I mentioned in the episode, I do all manner of outreach campaigns. So if you're looking to communicate more, better, or more effectively, I'm your guy. Also, if you have a podcast or you're thinking about starting a podcast, I can help you with that. I produce six others in addition to this show. Hit me up. John, J-O-N, at Deftcom dot U-S, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. And check me out on social, that's J-O-A-T pod, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Facebook is the only place for exclusive episode previews. Those go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Podcatchers everywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your pods, I'm there. If there's a capability to leave a rating, please take a second to do that. If you have a couple more seconds, just drop a couple nice notes. Write something you like about the show be infinitely grateful for you for that i'm out of here for this week this was enormous fun it's great to be back out in the world creating content We've got a new concept coming up here pretty soon that i'm gonna start teasing out a little bit it's something you're kind of familiar with but it's a new take on it i got some friends of the pod to do it with me so stay tuned for that announcement coming probably within a month or a month and a half and until then say good night gracie That's good, Johnny.